Today in Canadian history for June 7th, I'm Mark Affeld. This day back in 1829 is widely believed to have been the first day with no surviving members of the Beothuk people. The previous day, Shanna did it, the last surviving Beothuk passed away in St. John's, Newfoundland. She died of tuberculosis, a disease that had attacked her people's already dwindling numbers. The Beothuk lived on the island of Newfoundland. Estimates of the size of the group vary between 500 and 2,000 at the time of European contact. But, for a variety of reasons, the Beothuk dwindled in numbers until Shana Hidit passed away on this day back in 1829. Today in Canadian History's own Joe Barima spoke with Teresa Green of the Beothuk Institute. Um, they lived on the coast um, for fishing, and then they would... Um and they they collect birds' eggs, and they and they'd probably catch you know catch some birds for their food. And then they would also come into the interior of Newfoundland along the rivers, and then they would get their salmon on the rivers, and then they would hunt caribou in the interior and small animals, and they would probably pick their berries. So they would spend their summers on the coast and their winters more into the interior and catch the you know and do a bit of hunting. Several factors decimated the Beothuk population. Competition for food sources from European settlers and other First Nations groups pushed the Beothuk away from reliable land. Diseases from Europe, such as smallpox, also attacked the groups, as well as tuberculosis. Uh, when the uh, Europeans would come out for the summer, and, um, and they, were, they would mainly be around the Avalon Peninsula, and, up, and then the French were up on the northern peninsula of, of Newfoundland, that they um, they got along. They didn't probably see very much of the Beothic, but they seemed to, you know, sort of work fairly well together. They, the Beothic would come and and borrow their things or whatever, and they didn't seem there was no threats, and uh, the Beothic didn't feel threatened by them, and they, everything seemed to be going along fine. And it wasn't until they start they came to um, to settle here that, that the trouble started. I think. Well, tell, tell us about that trouble. What exactly, what exactly uh, took place? Um, what took place was, um, I, I think, like I was saying before about, the, you know, they live a, lived a fairly cooperative kind of life, and they thought that, you know, sort of if, if somebody had anything, everybody could use it, and um, that, that wasn't the case for the Europeans, so that they would get upset if they took things from their fishing stages or, you know, or their, um, take their, their property. And although the Beothic might leave them something, they, you know, they didn't really tend to work out very well. Um, so uh, they, there was also with the British, um, they they had a great interest in the Beothic and what you know, and the Beothic people and learning more about them. And so they tried to capture them, to take them back to England to study them, which is kind of strange notion, but this is what they tried to do. So that that caused also a lot of trouble. Today is a day full of Canadian history. Louise McKinney and Roberta McAdams became the first women elected to provincial legislature when they won their seats in Alberta on this day back in 1917. The Fenians entered Canada from the United States and occupied Pigeon Hill on this day back in 1866. 
And as always, we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History. Today in Canadian History is produced by CGSW 90.9 FM. The executive producers are Joe Burma and Mark Affeld. Original music is produced by the Fisk, Fletcher and May Trio. Our series is not meant to be a definitive source on our past. Instead, we hope that it sparks a desire to learn more about our unique history. For more information on the series or to recommend an event or moment, check out our website at cgsw.com slash today in Canadian history.